Start us off, bro. Three, two, one. Brendo, 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 Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Comedy, contest, consulting company, Creasy, Crashly, comedy, contest, coaching, consulting company. Brendo! Not bad. Way better than those first few. <laughs> we are not ready for guitar. We found out in our intro song. Well, I didn't know what you were... I had no idea what you were doing. Just roll with it, bro. We're back. We're here. What are we doing? We haven't been on doing a podcast in a while. We were waiting for Pride Month. Yeah, Pride. We're here. I'm queer. There it is. I'm his brother. I'm Brendan Creasy. This is Radio Brendo Man. I'm Carson Crashley. And we're changing it up. No, this is the 400th episode! 400! 400! Of Radio Brendo Man. I mean, that's where we start today. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the, uh, what do we call it, the suppository pilot? Yeah. Suppository pilot, that's what it is? What are you not supposed to say? You're oh, yeah. Even... Well, we're experimenting with a new direction. Yeah. F- from the Oscar Olympics. You may have, our loyal listeners will notice that there was no Oscar Olympics depression and fun this week. It is depression and fun as usual. But also, 400th episode, congrats, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I think I've done a little bit more than 400, because I've only included some of the old episodes, not all of them. Is this like a year 2000 Mayan can calendar situation here? Yeah, but I mean, we'll just say 400, because it's easy. Yeah. And I included most of the old episodes in that 400. That's a lot of podcasts. It could have been a lot more if I didn't take... It's like one a day for just over a year. Yeah. If I didn't take so many breaks, it'd be a lot more podcasts. It's a lot of content, bro. It's a lot of me talking. Especially if you consider in the heyday, our episodes were like three hours long. You were like the forerunner to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Rogan stirring up muck in Austin. That's this week's stand-up comedy scene beat. I just, Joe Rogan comes to your town, sets up shop, stirs up shit. Thank you. That's all we know. Somebody in West Hollywood paid a skywriter to write, Joe Rogan is actually five foot three. Internet says he's five seven. So internet, I've seen him in person. He is not five seven. That's bullshit. Wow, but he's so is he he's like a little puck though. He's he's He is kinda like a little like because he's all MMA and shit. Yeah, he's like fighter gym ripped, right? Yeah. Which is so weird, because I know him... I don't watch MMA, so I just know him as the Fear Factor guy. Bad comedian, Fear Factor host. Is it me like short guys? Is this weird? Short guys get short hair, and they look taller? Is that weird? Am I imagining that? I mean, it's something it seems like they do. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't work. Did I look taller when I was bald? Yes. Did I look scarier? Yeah. White guys who are bald are always scary to me. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. I felt like I was too intimidating when I shaved my head. Yeah, the uh, pajamas and Crocs, I mean, I think cuts down on your intimidation factor a lot. <laughs> your stage persona. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, we're jumping the gun, man. 400. 400. I've done a lot of episodes. A lot of different people have graced this airwaves. Other than me. Yeah. Favorite guest. I mean... Not co-host. Guest. Guest is easy. Okay. Mark Marin. Oh. Yeah. Had some big... What made Mark Marin your favorite guest? Because he's like, it's been my, it was like my dream to be able to talk to him, let alone have him on the show. And then we talked about New Mexico. It's kind of a blur. It was only like three to four minutes. 
But like you're the reason Mark Marin doesn't do podcast conventions anymore. Because <laughs> he felt guilty. He's like, hey, podcasting. And then he meets all these podcasters. And he's like, oh, <clears throat> no, this is a different world. And I can't take your money anymore and be your, your god. Hmm. But good gave good guest. Yeah, he was great. Um, Todd Glass. Oh man, that guy's awesome. He's really funny. You know, one of the great stand-up mysteries is, uh, how, what does Todd Glass wear to make him smell so good? Yeah. Do you recall? Do you have an olfactory remembrance of Todd Glass? Did you smell him? Smells good. I know this is an auditory. I think he form. uses some kind of like, like one of those like musk oils. A musk oil theory. Because hmm. that can be combined with like a cologne. It's like, it's like yeah. you can tell someone you're cologne, but they'll never get that smell if not combined. That's what I think it is. It's like a Smilex phenomenon. It's not one thing, it's a combination of a few things. Well, I knew this wrestler. I mean, I heard him. He was on Cole Cabana's podcast. And Cole Cabana was like, how do you smell so good? You're a wrestler. We all smell. And he's like, he uses these musk oils. And musk is? It's like natural. But what is musk like? It's always like, it's like, it's what falls off of like antlers when they are sprout. It's like weird. Or it's like comes from what? Yeah, I don't know. Musk is crazy stuff, the real shit. It's like wasabi. There's imitation musk, but the real deal is crazy. I just found out that like I probably have never actually had real wasabi. But anyway, I didn't get to my talk. I tried to <laughs> I tried to solve the Todd Glass smell mystery. Oh yeah? Because um, he is renowned. Like If he's in your town and you're producing a show, reach out to him through his website. You never know. And he's a blast. And he, he's just a fiend for like stage time. And he loves it. He loves comedians so much that... If he's feeling it and it fits his schedule and it's not an inconvenience for uh, him to do your show, he might do your show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I emailed him and it was like when I was doing like, you know, I had some other comics that he'd heard of in town. And I was like, you should swing by. We're doing a fun thing. And then he was like, maybe. And then I was like, and by the way, you know, um, I have a friend who works at Nordstrom. So if you need, you know, I know you like, you know, nice colognes. If you need anything, let me know. Tried to get the inside it track. That was a pretty good move. Yeah. But who, who knows? Maybe he would have been like, oh, I'll get a free cologne and then give it to my friend. But I wonder, do you think he... Was he onto my scent that I was I onto his scent? he was onto you. He's smart. Yeah. Was he onto my... That was a good joke. Onto my... Anyway. But yeah, those... I'm, I would Lost have to say... Lost on my I mean, co-host. 400 episodes, Todd Glass. Just Sorry. overall, the LA Podcast Festival was such a wealth of fun times and amazing guests on the show... And podcasting with other people. It's where I met one of my best buds now, Cheryl Jones. There you go. Um, got to meet some of my comedy idols. Uh, met people that shared your missing photo that helped save your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like... Uh, I mean, this is special because like, in a way, podcasting like saved your life. It did. And, and it's crazy. It's come full circle because I've had people email me saying... Like, I've saved their life through podcasting. So, kind of came full circle. Is it just me, or do we both get depressed when we take a break from podcasting? I mean, I, I do. Well, remember to podcast for wellness. I mean, but it was a great... Well, <clears throat> well I mean, we're that's still not done to, talking about 400 episodes. That's what I need to start here is the Portland Podcast Festival. Okay, there we go. It starts here. Because... They've that LA that. podcast festival was so much fun. It was like the most fun um, I've had, and even though some of the comedians I've had on this show have been canceled, well, one. Oh, uh, I just well, we'll get to it, but yeah, good old I TJ canceled myself. Good old TJ Miller. Well, he, he's he's one of those guys. He's making he's an effort un-canceled. to. He's trying to uncancel he uncancels himself. Himself, he's making an effort. He was, but we're not here to cancel. But uh, and then, um, and then I think some other favorite memories. Yeah, favorite. So we've covered, you know, podcast festival, podcast festival. Uh, If you were like, if someone today was like, "Hey, 
send me your highlight reel. Send me, you know, send me six minutes, two minutes from three episodes. Where Man, you going? I, I don't even know where to start. You got me. You mean you have to because this is a podcast and we can't have dead air. Uh, I would probably, well, Derek, Derek loves my post 2004 election episode because I have like, a, I'm having like a mental breakdown over George Bush winning a second term. Oh, that was like one of my greatest shame because I was in college. Yeah. At, at Cal, Berkeley, where like the free speech movement, the Savio steps, and it's like, can't even get Bush out after one year. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I mean, what was our choice that year? Kerry? John Kerry, yeah. It was the gunboat. For, I guess. But yeah, like, uh, it was so raw back then, recording in Harbin on my Dell computer with a crappy Oh, so you found PC out microphone. in Harbin. Yeah, I was following it in China. So you were podcasting from China, that's right. You had to get like a, a firewall to get it out, right? Or something? Well, Danny and I had tunneled under the firewall. Jesus Christ. I had Don't a let VPN, China know that. I had a VPN going before VPNs. I mean, now you can just get a VPN service for really cheap, and it's really easy to use. But like Danny had to like make it. It was wild. And he had like his own server running 24 hours a day that I would connect to. Where I would connect to his internet connection, and I would also he also downloaded TV shows for me to watch. Like that's how I got my TV shows, like The Daily Show and stuff like that. I had to stay connected thanks to those tunnels. Well, that, and especially then, because that was like when Daily Show, like John Stewart, was at his like prime. I was like prime. So I was more Stewart. of a Craig Kilborn guy. I like the uh, five questions with the explosion. What happened to him? He's like just fell off the face. Some people. Make a million, yeah, and are like, just, I'm good, and that's how it should yeah, be. I, there should I, not I, be billionaires. There should not be a hundred millionaires, unless I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like random actors that you find out just like took that money and were like, I'm good now, and I'm just living my good life. And Rick Moranis, kids need me. Uh, Jeff Anderson, who played Randall Graves, Chris Rock. Of... He thought he had enough money for a while. Then he came back. Like, yeah. No, not Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker bounced for a long time. Yeah. He was like... John Hughes. But he was still producing kids' movies from afar, making those millions. Money making money. Uh, well, if I were to choose 400 episodes, memorable one... Well, that wasn't your podcast. You came out on someone else's podcast. No, it was on... It was on Bagged and Boarded. But you had to call me. Yeah. And you referred me to that podcast? Yeah. Sounds important. But that wasn't your podcast, I guess. But then you probably talked about it shortly thereafter on your podcast. I didn't have Radio Random Man for while I was doing Bagged and Boarded. Okay. So that was like, Bagged and Boarded was like... Does that count as a part of your 400? No. Oh. Canceled. I take it back. Um, That was a separate thing. Can I I go to your pre-Radio Random days? Can I go to your Spice Rack days? What about (laughs) the one where you got scared? Yeah, there was an episode, and I had it in my car, and I would listen to it. But it was just you being like, "What was it? Walk us through that." I remember it. Well, I had you already had a campus gotten radio show. I had at already Biola gotten University scared in this guy in a scream mask. At the time, I didn't know their identity. That's right. So they would call in sometimes. So set the scene. Scream mask. Where you're at college? Yeah, it's like one in the morning. How old are you? I'm eighteen. It's one in the morning. It's the it's the late '90s, so s- someone running around in a scream mask is still kind of terrifying. I like... had already been attacked by this scream mask guy. Not attacked, but like they popped up in the studio. Younger millennials, that'd be like someone with like one of like the I don't know. Uh... What's a popular? What's the Anarchy Night or whatever? Oh, Purge Mask. Purge Mask. <laughs> running or around saw, your college campus. The Saw guy. I don't know. And Brendan's trying to do his radio show, which was called The Spice Rack. Yeah. Um, so when, this was before Brendan came out, and I was like, yeah, it's Spice Rack. You get it. It's cool. I wish you still had, I wish you still had those tapes. 
It'd be like really funny. If anyone's driving out around there in an '86 Honda Accord maroon, probably in Southern California, check no, out tapes. We had that in Wisconsin. That maybe. thing made it to Wisconsin. Yeah. Who drove it out to Wisconsin? I did. Jesus. Tell me about that drive. Well, I was like going through some shit because I had just spent the summer in Sacramento and I was like leaving California for the first time and I was all sad. This then, is uh this is this counts for the depression. And I had Mike had just given me the last edge mix. Your youth pastor gave you a mixtape. It was a summer two thousand mix. Was it was it a CD? Last, yeah, it was a CD. And it had Aqua's Goodbye to the Circus. It was all like these sad goodbye songs. Because it was the last Edge. It was the end of Edge. Mike Mason, great mixtaper. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, he had like all kinds of crazy equipment. He had a mini disc. He had a mini disc. Yeah, he had mini discs. He was a mini disc guy. And he would use that to do his mixes. For like three years, I thought I would have made it if I could be snowboarding and listening to a mix I made on a mini disc player. Because I was like, it would not skip. I could snowboard and listen to my own mixes. Yeah, I remember you kept wanting to buy a mini disc and you never pulled the trigger. I knew by then it was like, eh, this technology is not. Well, because you noticed like the mini disc section at Tower kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I didn't want to buy. I was wanting to make my own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, and I remember just, I would drive, drive, I'd drive like 10 hours a day and then stop at some random motel in some random place. And uh, I remember driving through Yellowstone. That was kind of amazing. And the Grand Tetons. Because I took the northern route, not the boring ass southern route. Which is the way I think you went. Yeah. And uh, so I went through, like, I stopped at Mount Rushmore. I saw Mount Rushmore, which I thought was incredibly underwhelming. It's not that big. Stolen land. And it's just some rocks. And, uh, And then you find out the guy was, like, a KKK dude and, like, all this other shit. Blow it up. Can you imagine if someone just blew up Mount Rushmore? How's that not happened yet? Mm. I guess it's pretty well protected. It's a national park. I don't know. Oh, yeah. National park. Super secure. You know how many dead bodies are in those parks, bro? (laughs) Lots. We just watched... They're called dinosaurs. We just started watching Sweet Tooth, and we found out they were living in Yellowstone. Oh... Oh, spoiler alert. Some people aren't down with Sweet Tooth yet. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. I'm sure that really changes the outlook, like how you view the show. If you put on, you know, 400 episodes, how far would you get in a car? Would you get to the moon? You'd get pretty damn far. Cause like, would you get from here to Harbin? I mean, if you average like two hours a show, that's 800 hours. So much content, bro. So much freaking content. Um, my other favorite, clouds. my favorite, I, a favorite period of time of the show was when we were doing live hangouts and we'd have people in the chat while we were recording and they'd interact with us. And um, that was just fun interacting with people. We had what a lot about of, live shows at the Smod Castle? We never did Radio Brendo Man live at oh, Smod Castle. Right. We did Popsicles. I'm a terrible historian. Yeah. I didn't start... There was a... Like, I started doing popsicles, and then I realized there was a... Somebody was like, hey, didn't you used to do a podcast back in the day? And I was like, I should bring it back. So I started posting old episodes, and then when... Wait, you just started posting old podcasts? <laughs> yeah, old... The old ones from China, because they, they weren't up online anywhere. Uh-huh. They had been... Oh, they were new to your listeners. Yeah. Got it. And... So those got a pretty good response. Even though, like, it's crazy listening to that first episode. It's just me talking for, like, 25 minutes. What do you think Mark Maron's podcast is before the guest? Yeah. And then I started adding in, like, clips of people that people would send in. And then I started doing Skype calls. 
And then um, when Phil was like, we should do a podcast together, was, and he was like, and I was like, yeah. And then he's like, we should bring back Radio Brendo Man. So then it was Brendo. me and Phil for a long time. Well, there you go. And that is wherefore we finally answered the question of our intro song. Wherefore the Brendo Man comes. <clears throat> That's it right there. Yeah. I just think about like what, I don't know, like if I had just stuck with the podcast all through the aughts, like where I would be as a podcaster. What's the point of doing that? You're here now podcasting with your brother. You're like, I mean, it's great. This is like the best. Why would you ever want to not do this? Uh, it's raining. It's raining, bro. Well, welcome to Portland, bro. Podca- How many states have you podcasted in? There's Harbin. Um, Danny and I recorded a podcast in Arizona. There you go. Um, I was in Utah once. What went on this podcast? Does that count? Sure, yeah. You talked about New Mexico, Mark Marin. Does that count as New Mexico? No. No, it doesn't. Um, I recorded in NorCal. That's still part of California. It might as well be another state, though. Yeah, some people want to separate, join that Idaho Union. <laughs> with, with like, Eastern Oregon. Eastern, Oregon and... Eastern Washington. And Nor, 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 Cal. That's a real thing, though. When I was doing student orientation at, at, at Cal, you get people from all over the California, obviously. And one time in orientation, is like we separate the groups into, like, SoCal and NorCal. And there was, like, one dude who was like, well... These are Bay Area folks. I'm I'm northern Northern California. I don't yeah. belong with them. I'm Wairika bitches. Yeah, pretty much. And he's right. That's a different that's a different California experience. Yeah. California is huge though. It should be its own country. It really should. With Oregon. With Oregon and Washington just Yeah, I wanna be Washington. <laughs> yeah, we'll stop. Have you been to Battleground? They got EMTs over there that don't vaccinate. No, I'm not going there. Okay, hey, so, and that's 400. Brendo, you did it, 400, woo! Yeah, I I need to do a Zoom with Derek, but I keep just being, like, lazy. That's okay. That'd be fun. The pandemic, I mean, we're, we're done with the pandemic at our house. We're like, I was telling, we're like a salon now of creatives. Here, at Casa de Crashley, we've had barbecues the last two weekends. Improvisers, comedians, theater people coming through, podcasters. Yeah, it's been fun having like socializing. Um, I went to an outdoor show with a hundred people there up the street. Yeah, dude. Brooklyn so that was pretty wild. Hopping, and uh, we had Lil's second birthday party, and that was a lot of fun. There was a bunch of our friends there, like Sookie's friends came, and other friends, your friends from work came. Yeah, it's nice having a, a home where your worlds can collide. Yeah. Uh. But it's been, and then we've been doing the mics. Well, that's why there's been a gap. Is one we've been partying, but we we, we always do some outings. We've been to the Tri Cities. Went to the Tri Cities for a weekend. Yeah, it was hot. Went to a nuclear museum. Went to a that was our first experience going to a bar. With we saw Rayshawn. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, Rayshawn, who will probably be on the podcast at some point. We hung out with um, two thirds of the POCs in Tri Cities <laughs> in one night. Um, went to yeah. So we went up to, but but it was just how wild was it walking into a bar and just seeing a sea of people with no masks on? It, it was beautiful. <laughs> and it was a bar, and it was the first time being out late at a bar. Yeah, shut and that down. Stayed at a bar till it closed. Hadn't done that in like over. A... It was still early hours. They closed what, like eleven or midnight? Closed at midnight. Yeah, midnight. 
They'd be wandering around the parking lot for like half an hour listening to some dude call his mom in a, a, an adult, like a 50-year-old call his mom who lived in Atlanta. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, mom, these, these kids these days, they do not party the way we did. Am I right, mom? And he's like wasted. <laughs> and his mom was like loving it, it sounded like. Uh, anyway, the Tri-Cities was pretty dope. But we had to get back to the grind because probably the real reason we haven't been podcasting is we've been hitting those open mics hard. Yeah, like twice a week, sometimes more, sometimes a little less. And we are doing that because there's comedy contest. We're back in the game, dude. We got we got dates. We got dates. We got a we got our own open mic coming up. Portland's tenth annual Portland's Helium Comedy Club's Portland's Funniest Person Contest 10. And you've done them all? Year 11. I've done them all. Dang, bro. Dang, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. Wow, man. You usually get like a guest list of a, of 10. Sometimes I would bring more people. So if I've averaged 10 people, like I've, I've won, it's like 50 minutes of content. I've done like 5, 10 contest sets. It's been crazy. Uh, but you're signed up for this contest? Yes. There's like how many opening round heats? That There's start, a lot. They start next week. They start Wednesday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, so nine, ten, many eleven, comedians. twelve, thirteen. Yeah. So there's like probably close to 150 comedians over so many nights. It's exciting times. Like you're now been hitting the mics. This is like the Super Bowl. This is people's least favorite and most exciting time of year as a local comedian because this contest does mean something. What does it mean to you? I don't know. It means like just getting recognition and getting some mic time at Helium and seeing other comedians, the best of the best. That's what I love about it is... You know, people who do the open mics, you know, on Mondays in Beaverton for how many people? Well, that's actually a pretty well-attended show. A dozen people, though. Yeah. Cut to, uh, what, what, what was the worst mic? Your first mic. It's a, My first mic, there was It's a Monday like night one, in downtown Portland. Was there anybody in the audience? There were no, there was a comic, there was your brother, there was the bartender, there was the host. That was it. So we do these things, right? All year long. But then once a year... Unless you're doing sweet shows, which not many of us are, we get to go to Helium, and it's not a real crowd. It's a contest crowd, which means it's usually packed out, and it's like the most fun night yeah. of comedy. So it feels good. It's a good battery charger. Yeah, it's exciting. And for some folks like that make it to the final round, you know, people get booked from that directly into festivals people have gotten gone it used to almost be like seemed like every other comedian that won it after they won it you know they would be on jfl's new faces within like that's you know, crazy months. if you could go to like jfl which for those that don't know that's the just for laughs in canada the world's biggest canceled it's festival the biggest festival. scene drama did you hear about that well, is that what the Booker? The Booker that's like, well, Jen Kirkman was saying a lot of he shit. He went down in a way of in a ring of fire for one, you know, saying a lot of sexist shit, sexist shit. But what brought him down, what brought attention to him initially was this go round was, I was just repeating what a comic said. You've seen the N word, yeah. He's not black, and it's like it's just enough of this gatekeeper already. But anyway, but that that did mean you know that you know. That's how it's like, how do you go from stand-up to writing on a TV show? That's usually how you do it. You know, you're not discovered uh, at the garage's open mic Monday nights at Beaverton after toiling away for anywhere from, you know, five to ten years, you get pulled into the JFL Comedy Festival after auditioning, maybe being rejected for years and years, and then you have a showcase, and then, hey, you got represent. So that was a very common pathway, not the only pathway, but anyway, for locals, sometimes that path starts here at this comedy contest. So that's exciting. Yeah. But there's 150 comedians, one winner. So for the rest of us, it's tape, 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 get a good tape. 
Yeah, I've already gotten a tape. I got my first tape. It's okay. So it'll be good to have a, like a solid four, four, like four and a half minute tape. Yeah. Shout out to Cranival Studios. Taping, been getting comedians into festivals for years with good tapes. Because that was the thing. And, you know, if, if like you're a new comedian, you're like, should I do this contest? Or I don't know. You know, if you approach it with like, and you'll hear this over and over again from me. Because uh, it's my mantra. Because it keeps me sane. Because why would I do it 10 years? Is, hey, whether I win or lose, I could go to this thing and get some good ass tape. Because you need tape. Five minutes of good material to get gigs. So, yeah. You also need a good headshot. So we're excited about the contest. And after 400 episodes... After unmissing persons, after the Oscar Olympics, Radio Brendo Man and the Seven Seas, I think might be a new direction. <laughs> the Seven Seas. Do you know what the Seven Seas are, Brendan? Let's see if you can name them all. Creasy, Crashly. One, two. Comedy. Three. Creative. No, you're just adding that one. Comedy. Contest. Contests. Coaching. Coaching. Consulting. I don't know what the seventh one is. Company. That was in... Weren't you listening to the song you sang? It was in the song. Go back. Listen to it. Um, but yeah. We're going to enter a new chapter. And, may, and we're going to cover this... We're going to cover this uh, contest uh, the way Mel Kuyper Jr. covers the NFL draft. I don't know who that is. He's that guy with the hair who's been covering the NFL draft since the 80s. Oh. We're going to be covering this contest like Radio Brendo Man covers the comic book convention. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be great. Because we're going to talk about our journeys. I mean, speaking of journeys, in the, I've done all of them. And the first time I did it, I was literally four months into comedy. I just found my set. I wish I had deleted it. It's so bad. There are like eight reasons to cancel me here now. <laughs> Do you want me to go through the ways? Yeah, please. All right, one. I'm wearing shorts in a comedy club. That's a no-no. Uh, it's a dumb rule. It's one of those like, in baseball, you can't swing on three and one, but people are like, can't wear shorts on stage, be a professional. I think we've gotten past that in the post-COVID world. So cancel me for that. Um, so many reasons. Um, I I thought I had tricked the um, the contest because they're like you get you get you know six minutes, five minutes, whatever. Uh, it starts when you start talking. So I came out and got everyone clapping without saying a word and started just like doing like a funny goofy dance for like forty-five seconds. <laughs> They literally, like, the next year, they're like, you know, it starts when you start talking or if you start your act. <laughs> they made a rule because I'm such an idiot. <laughs> You're such a dork. Uh, I, I was in my 20s, to be honest. And then I was like, I'm a, I'm a woke 20s, you know, early 2000s, 2011. I was like, I have gay friends. Let me talk about the straight white man's experience at Pride. Let me talk about... Uh, it was bad. It was so bad. Let me talk about... I used gay. I was trying to... Th in my mind, I was like, I'm using gay in a positive way. I want to talk about the gayest thing I saw at Pride. I since had... After that, I'd had that joke kind of called out by peers that respected me. They're like, hey, you maybe not want to use gay that way as an adjective. And I'm like, no, but it's good. It's like, I know this, but you're a spaz. And, you know, you come across... <laughs> you don't come across... So I was like, thank you. I eventually just, like, dropped the bit because it's dumb. But it, for a while, I was like, this is the most fabulous thing I saw probably that's a better way to say it so it was a it was a learning experience yeah um and it was overall I think like 7 minutes 30 seconds <laughs> I had a I had a I had a I had fake crowd work I pulled a coin out of my underwear and put it on an audience member's table um what? so I was I had props cancel me for that I used uh I used the 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 bad F word <gasps> As an adjective. Uh, so, yeah, cancel me for that. Um, yeah, it was so bad. 
the point is, is um, for a lot of comics, maybe they shouldn't be doing the contest, but I had a blast anyway. I need to delete that tape, but anyway. So hopefully you won't cancel yourself. <laughs> so you have this on tape? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'll let you listen to it. You can you can update the audience members. Like, yeah, my brother's canceled. <laughs> so uh, are you worried about getting canceled in comedy? Not really. I might just cancel myself because I'm such a doofus. Well, you're you're hitting the grind, man. You went to a mic yesterday without me. Yeah, it was the first time I did it without you. you. Flew solo, but I mean, you did comedy without me for years. You started your own show, but in town, so that's good. I mean, in terms of like feeling comfortable in Portland. Yeah, I mean, it was something I needed to do. Um, I mean, it was it was cool because I was there. Um, got a ride with fellow comedian Tori Ward, and. Uh, and then uh, was the like at the time I got there I was like the last person on the list, but then some more people came, and uh, it's a great mic. It's at a driving range, like one where you hit golf balls. Yeah, and it's so it's like covered, which is nice because it was raining last night, and um, so I. And then I tried out a new joke that you and I wrote in the car. We wrote a joke in the car? Comedians in a car writing bits? Did it work? It got some laughs. Let's hear it. So this is part of the news. We're workshopping. Part of the new seven C's is we're going to be consulting and coaching each other and hopefully <laughs> other guests up on getting ready for their contest ads. So I was, let's, let's coach you up. I was like, have you guys been following the, these new wars? People are like, uh, like I get these like looks. I was like, yeah, the chicken sandwich wars, and then people laugh at that. Oh, good, the misdirection. And, and then I kind of am like, yeah, you know, you got Popeyes, you got Burger King, you got Chick Fil A, you got all of them are fighting chicken sandwiches. Except I found out that that Popeyes and Burger King are owned by the same parent company. Like what? And I was like, yeah, I feel like a real mark. And people laugh. Mark's a funny word. Yeah. And that was my closer. Because <laughs> like, I went through my growler routine and I still had a little bit of time left. How's the growler routine working? It was good. I did the three... The proceeds. Proceeds. Rule of three, good. And that got some laughs. And, uh... Yeah. And some... Proceed. Anyway, uh, coming soon, we may be actually to input some of the bits we're talking about into podcast form. Yeah, although mom doesn't like them because they're too dirty. Why is mom listening to your comedy? Are you posting it on Facebook? No, but she just knows. She always will say that. The comedy is I think she listened to it like a long time ago. Yeah, whatever. Because I posted a video. What do you think mom's going to think about your bit where a dude drops <laughs> your your belly on them while they're going down? <laughs> do you want to hear a snippet from my canceled comedy set? Sure. Should I just play it like this? Will it hear? I, I don't know. Well, we'll just do, we'll do a few seconds. Do you have the volume up? It's all the way up, bro. It's all the way up. That, yeah, I don't want to. If I let that play, I would be canceled. That wasn't a shaggy dog. That was a no. That's not a good pun. <laughs> canceled, canceled for a pun. Ooh, ooh. Any single one of the Kardashians cuffs on you. I love you, a Portland naked bike ride. So I wrote a rap about you. Who wants to hear it? Ooh, then I do a rap about the Portland naked bike ride. It just gets worse. Which gets so bad. Ooh, ooh, ooh I can't. Stop You've always it. incorporated music into your act. You had your Dune song. Yeah, and for the that was when they announced Dune. I was like, dude, for the longest time, I, I my uh, comedy routine is just the songs in my head spoken into a microphone and hoping someone else thinks they're funny. I guess that's what I realized. So I'll be <laughs> honing that. Um. 
Yeah. I'm just like, I just am bad at this, I guess. You're, I like your act right now. I think your your song bit with because you do you you've refined it to where you like have a you now have a prop. I've always been a prop comic. The first year I did the contest, I had two props. The first <laughs> prop was the chocolate coin I pulled out of my underwear. The second prop was I I pulled out an HPV pamphlet I got at Pride or something. I I, br- I was big on props. I'm obsessed with prop comedy. It's from the Amazing Jonathan and Gallagher growing up on them, I guess. Well, Amazing Jonathan is great. Gallagher, whatever. He's has some good bits. He he's an awful person. Maybe they all are. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is why I think the seven C's is a good direction for a little bit. Is because we're we're in it. Do you want to know what the first comic I ever saw, like, on TV was? Dana Carvey, Chopping Broccoli. No. I was at a friend's house and he had HBO and this was like when I was like six. My friend Nick Brown um, from Park Del Lane Elementary School and we watched the Unknown Comic movie. And it was the comic with the, the guy with yeah. the bag over he his on, head. I, every kid, oh, I could see him because he was on that show like Make Me Laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie had boobs in it and... Uh, you saw boobs when you were six? Yeah, on TV. And I was just like, holy shit. And I knew we were not supposed to be watching that. So I was like all like scared. I called mom. I, I called uh, like mom to like, so I was like, I think I need to go. Mom, you need to pick me up. There's boobs in this house. But she and like we- wouldn't, <laughs> like her and dad were like, you need to get through this on your own. I also remember we listened to Born in the USA in a tent. That's not a bad afternoon. Yeah. Boobs and Born in the USA. Yeah. It was very 80s. But yeah, the Unknown Comic. That was my first comedy experience. Oh, speaking of Unknown Comics, I mean, they have published the list. We are not sponsored by, but the contest is at Helium Comedy Club. Go check it out. If you list Brendan or myself uh, as a, a performer when you order tickets, you'll get half off the contest uh, uh, tickets. That's um, Helium portland.heliumcomedy.com Yeah, don't buy tickets for the comedy contest at Helium Buffalo or Philadelphia expecting to see the Creasy Crashley brothers who will be performing separately because they don't let duo acts in. Yeah. Do we have a duo act? We're working on it. Uh, After the contest. The only time we did a duo act was when I was a zombie. That was pretty funny though. Yeah. Like, if I can get laughs out of you when you're a... uh, after I had gotten bounced from the bar because right. I fell asleep at so the, the bar. This year's contest, I don't know, it's off the, it's off the wall. I have never seen so many fake stage names. Uh, and we're just going to go through. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take turns drafting the most ridiculous stage names. I've got my favorite right here. I've got two. Okay. Well, um, you can have the first pick, but well, you only get one. My number one we're picking is... three. Uh, oh shit, now I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just saw this one. <laughs> what is this guy? <laughs> go, bro. Okay, I'm gonna go with Papa Gino Gambino Gambin Gabagulio. <laughs> Brendan, I think it was a hate crime the way you pronounce that. It is Papa Gino Gambino Gaben Gabagulio. Gaba. Gabagulio. Gabagulio. Um, this is from the same week, so that's your top pick. Um, and I know this, and this guy is probably, and I'm a comedy historian for this contest. You know least. Papa Gino? I don't know Papa Gino, but you know who I do know? My top pick. Oh, this is he my has the bullet. Pick. Johnny Sex. Johnny Sex. I, I know what Johnny Sex is all about. I don't want to spoil it, but. Um, I'm looking forward to Johnny Sex. I am looking forward to, I mean, who, who wouldn't be? Holy shit. So that's my top pick. Johnny Sex, and he's taken the bullet if the um, format of the announcement uh, stays true to the format uh, lineup on the night. What's your What's your second wild wild gun name? Christ, just Christ. Yep. What do you think Christ's <laughs> chances are of? I don't know. Contest? I mean, is he gonna have like what's his, what's his jokes gonna be? That's what I want to know. Um, I'm gonna, uh, my, my second pick, um, 
I'm, I like this one because it reminds me of um, one of my favorite uh, horror movies, meta horror movies, Cabin in the Woods. I'm going with, um, on Wednesday, July 28th at 8 p.m., I'm going with uh, Misguided Merman. <laughs> Again, these are comedians, performers who have signed up to perform at the comedy contest. <clears throat> I have performed as characters during the contest. Some years, out of all 90 or 100 performers, I'm the only character. It's just crazy. Maybe these are just stage names. What, what, what do you want for your third and final wild name pick, bro? Um, I want Bub. You're going with just Bub? Yeah, July 7th, Bub. So, I, I love it. Uh, Wednesday, July 21st, my final pick. And I'm not going for the whole like goofy name thing. I just like this name. Indiana Skies. It's my a final nice pick. But holy shit, man. I cannot wait for this year's contest. It's not without controversy. Um, they all are. Um, especially when there's 200 comedians. You know, Not everyone's welcome. So... We'll have to discuss. Is there some canceled comedians in here? Yeah, so there's scene drama, man. That's what this podcast is all about. But some of it, I mean, fuck, dude. I don't know how to begin, but... Man, I'm looking forward to it. And the contest starts... Wednesday, right? Yeah. June 16th. Whew! So by the next time we podcast... Will we have another podcast before then? Uh, I mean, we're going to be gone for my birthday this weekend. So if we do... Oh, wait, no. That's this Wednesday. So then... Yeah, so then we, I mean, we'll get back on Sunday. We could record on Sunday. Oh, holy shit, man. But this is the last time we record before the pod, the contest starts. Well, good luck to my buddy Jeremiah Coughlin. He hosts. He's He's done well there, so... He's really funny. And then we actually just met Cameron Peloso... We met him at uh, the, uh, what's the mic we go to on Thursdays? Haymaker! Haymaker. Good luck, Cam. He's got a good spot. You know, he's not last. The audience will be kind of juiced up. Um, So, yeah, I'm picking Jeremiah. You got Cam. There will be three people who advance, assuming all 12 people show up. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Do you know any of these other people? Um... I might know them by sight. Uh, Gene DeWeber, very funny. Yeah, I'm starting to Little try Gene. and remember people's names when I see them at open mics. I'm doing. I'm trying to be better at that. I need to be better at that. Oh, there are comedians who I have literally known for eight years that I I know their name, but I have to look at it on the list. So don't feel bad. There's just so many. There's just so many. But so I also happen to have some insider information. Um, for June twenty second, uh, Bjorn RG is withdrawn. Withdrawn from the contest on yeah. what grounds? He said he didn't want to have to compete against so many of his friends. He's being very nice. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe they can just put him in a different. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get him on the pod to talk about that decision. Yeah. Because um, yeah, we're gonna be obsessed with comedy and comedy contests, comedy consulting, comedy coaching. Comedy cheerleading. That's a C, too. Now we got eight Cs. But also, in the C of local comedy, the most popular mic in the city, Tuesdays at Helium, for the foreseeable future, after this Tuesday, they'll be having this contest. Yeah. There's going to be one less mic on Tuesday nights, or will there? Breaking news. We're going to be hosting... um a new mic. A new mic. Tuesdays. Well, was is it was there a mic at Sookie's ever? Yeah, there was, bro. Legendary. And so we're, we're gonna make it, it back. We're gonna make it legendary again. Hell yeah! And we're gonna we're gonna tinker with it and make it like a, almost like a contest simulator type experience. Yeah, so people can practice. Uh, because you know, there's a lot want, of new comedians want, out we there. We want the best. A lot of people haven't been doing comedy because of COVID. So this is a lot of people like getting back out, and so we want to give people the opportunity. And we need audience members to laugh at these comedians. So come on down to Suki's Tuesday nights at To Be Determined. We're still figuring it out. Follow. Uh, is it 
last last pdx dot com yeah for the latest show news oh yeah we're gonna we're we're we're, we're professional again yeah my first sixty dollars a week because I don't count the one bringer show that I did sixty dollars oh that's that's over a hundred dollars in comedy earnings a month um we believe in transparency of of uh, pay <laughs> no we just want we just want people to know that yeah no matter what you are you know where you're at in your comedy career you might be able to find a way to monetize it albeit one little crumb at a time well we're still making a little bit of money Somebody's buying shit on Amazon through our Amazon link. I think it's my friend Jerry. Hi, Jerry. What if if Rebecca did that? We'd make a lot of money from my wife. Yeah, she should be buying stuff from our Amazon link. All you gotta do is click our link and then buy your shit. So if you go to RadioBrendo.com, click the Amazon link and then buy your shit. We or get... you could just, you know, Venmo Brendo. I mean, yeah. There's also a link to... we got expenses, man. we got to make dope posters. we got to buy more props, because obviously, you know, studying my comedy history, I'm a prop comedian. We're going to watch study Carrot Top videos. We're going to watch... We're going to buy the Laserdisc... Chairman of the Chairman board. Chairman of the board, which means we also have to buy a Laserdisc player, which means we also have to find a TV capable of playing Laserdisc players. I remember in college, I almost bought a Laserdisc player on eBay, and then I was just like, it's too much shit. Like, and then like I found out all about, like, Kevin Smith told me, told me about his whole Laserdisc collection got lost to Laser Rot. They like, Laser Rot? That sounds like something that a Bond girl they go, would die of. They go bad. Ew. Um, hey, we got a little bit of time left. One door... We haven't closed. One pin we haven't put in is we started the Oscar Olympics in what, 92? Yeah. We went to 2008? Yeah. Give me your gold medal actor. For what? The ultra gold. 1992 to 2000. We did we just. I think it is it. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> In the wrestler? Yeah. All right. Well, I get a pick. Best actress from 19... What were the winners? Who do we love? 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 We love Emma Thompson. Angela Bassett. As Tina Turner. No. Emma Thompson. Sense and Sensibility. Kate Winslet. Sense and Sensibility. I'm going uh, with Rachel Vice Constant Gardner. Yeah. Even though she won for supporting. We argued that that was a lead role. But also, Pfizer's in the movie. You'll see it. And also, then I watched... Uh, oh yeah, what did you learn from the Oscar Olympics, I guess is a better way to... That finish. women get the shaft a lot. That's true. And that... We even overlook stuff in our own looking back. Yeah. And also that um really love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, you love him. But he doesn't get a lot of recognition at the Oscars. Emma Thompson, underrated. Emma Thompson, severely underrated. Kate Winslet is great in everything. All these um, years, I learned, I thought Juno, Juno was uh, overrated. Juno's great. Properly rated. It is great. We're starting to see, we also saw the rise of like Kate Blanchett to start showing up in everything. Yeah. And she's great. We're glad that uh, acting in a Woody Allen movie no longer guarantees an acting nomination. Or, I mean, gosh, that took so long. Because he's like every year. Every fucking year. Yeah. So that's that luckily... But then he made Midnight in Paris and they're like, oh yeah, Woody Allen. Um... <sighs> I, uh, what have we been, we just watched the first episode of Sweet Tooth, that was really good, but I finished Mayor of East Town, and that was awesome, if you haven't watched Mayor of East Town. I watched the finale. 
Yeah. I've looked at a lot of um, think pieces that have uh, opinions on Kate Winslet's roots. That are her hair, the roots that are growing out. They're oh, like, really? oh, that was such a good choice. It, like me, it, like people you have no idea what it, like the detail, the level of detail. They're like, <laughs> fuck these accents. Uh, the wig, the milliner who did the roots, the grown out roots. It's like motherhood, femininity, working moms. It's all there in the roots of her hair. Mm. Um, so if it's inspiring pieces like that, there's a lot of good stuff there. I gotta find another like crime mystery show or movie to watch. I just read an article and it said like, here's five things to watch after Mayor of Easttown. I'd hey. watched them all. Oh, good for you. Hey, so we was... are comedy coaches. Let's do some self-coaching uh, to finish up. Okay. What is your comedy goal for this week? Uh, I want to flush out that chicken joke a little chicken bit. Chicken wars, chicken wars, chicken wars. I think there's a lot there. You know a lot. You gotta write what you know, and you know a lot about fast food chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, here's a good tag. KFC is sending children to war with their chicken little sandwiches. <laughs> I didn't, that could be that could be your KFC bowl bit. That could be your Hot Pockets bit. Many a fine comedian has staked a name on a food-based bit that's been explored from all angles. Oh, dude, I know. I'm going to sing the Chicken Little song. I mean, that sounds like a great comedy set. Hey, what are you going to do for the comedy guys? I'm going to open my gay shit and close my fast food wars. Yeah. Now you're talking like a common comic. Comic's comic. Uh, my comedy goal is um, try try playing the guitar part, the power chords on the ukulele for my Blink One Eight Two COVID bit. <laughs> but it's almost better when you get the crowd to do it. I want to do well. See, I want them to be doing that part with me doing the ukulele underneath because that hides how bad I am. But if I can just get three key changes in, I think overall, I'm sure you can figure out. It's a ukulele. It's not like rocket science, bro. They have ukulele camps. Maybe you need to go to ukulele camp. Really Uca- get into this. Uca- ukulele camp is where they send people who can't do well on the ukulele. Ukulele camp is a punishment. They sent them to the ukulele camps. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opener, I think, for the contest is ukulele camp. And then I'm going to close in with COVID-182. Um, this is a comic podcast now. Next week, it'll be us and maybe even a guest. But that doesn't mean we won't do Bad Dad, Rad Dad. Uh, okay. Rad Dad, um, you threw your daughter an awesome second birthday party. And she had a good time. She did spend some of it with a bag over her head. Yeah. Um, bad dad <clears throat> we're not going out of our way to socialize Lil with other children <laughs> uh, she's been to two parties the past two weekends there have been two kids and like 40 adults but she's fun she, made she a got friend the dance at, party started she made a friend at the park a while ago yeah but it's important she needs little kids or she's going to be a weird kid well, once, I mean, you can start maybe doing some play dates and meeting other kids. Oh, uh, that sounds so dumb. I'm just a play well, The problem with play dates is you have to find, like, people with cool parents. Because that's the worst is when you, like, end up having to deal with, like, parents you don't like. Yeah. And you have, seem to have a pretty decent group of people you know with kids. We'll get there. Hey, we made it this far. I mean, it's hard. Everybody's just trying to do their best. I'm sorry I was a monster. (laughs) We didn't discuss that. I'm working on it. I'm in in counseling. Rebecca and I are in counseling. Oh! 
I mean, wellness. I'm putting it on wax. You need to find a group. There's no in-person groups right now. I can't find one. I don't really feel like doing a Zoom group. <laughs> well, you have to try it. Because progress. Try it. Try it once. Will you try it once? Or maybe. Or find you work harder. You have to. You have one more week to find an in-person group. Otherwise, you have to do the Zoom group. Help Brendo find a group in Portland for depression. Or don't. He's a grown man. He can find his own group. I love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, love you, love you, love you, bro. We love you, bro. You, bro. You love you, love you, love, love my bro. Love my bro. Love you, bro.